This is Fernando Nikolic, and welcome to another episode of the Maturity Curve podcast. In this week's episode, I'm going to talk about economy and how it's getting affected by technology. Lately, it seems the only thing I can discuss, but it's a highly interesting subject. There's a lot of movements happening, so uh, I'm going to dedicate a little bit more time and space this week to this particular topic. So more after this. So when you read about economics, you quickly learn a couple of things. Um, the biggest thing is that the economy doesn't really care about any of your feelings, nor what you express in public. Any sentiments is never directly correlated to, to any parts of economy. The forces that really drive economy are beyond anyone's person's comprehension and uh, much less control. But at the same time, the economy doesn't work like a law of nature neither. Uh, if you compare it to gravity, for example, uh, the economy responds more to human choices and preferences, unlike gravity. The thing about economy is that we as humans, we influence it, but at the same time, we don't understand exactly how we influence it. I think that's a very important distinction, uh, which is basically the... The case in point, that that is the biggest reason why I seem to not be able to stop discussing the coming technological advancements that essentially or eventually will replace many human jobs and basically disrupt society. Uh, some of the disruption, I think, will be good. Some of the disruption will be necessary. But uh, much of it will be painful as well. And that particular pain won't be evenly distributed neither. And that is a problem. Whether you personally feel it or if you don't, don't feel it, that's irrelevant. People as a whole don't really like pain. And they, they are willing to change their behavior to avoid the pain or to relieve the pain. Uh, people in pain will vote for politicians that they might have not voted, voted for before. Uh, politicians who say they can help, regardless of whether they actually can help the people. And if those who suffer uh, see that you don't share their pain, they're going to wonder why not. And they'll want whatever advantage you possess. Once that happens, it can get very ugly. And I'm not trying to, not trying to come with any moral statements here, but simply present a fact-based observation of human nature. I don't think this particular part of human nature has ever changed uh, as long as we have recorded history. Now, the natural stratification of society, which I is something that I'm not really a big fan of, but also part of reality, uh, it means we at the upper end of the financial spectrum have little interaction with or knowledge of the people who feel the most pain. Now we can talk about this on a super macro level and talk about the Western world versus the developing world, uh, but also um, domestically, uh, we can look at the United States. The same the same shift is happening and the same division is, is definitely happen, happening. But one thing about wealth is uh, wealth is pretty much relative. 
you know, most of the bottom 90% have better lives today than 40 years ago or 35 years ago. But the thing about the bottom 90% today is that they don't compare life to where they were in the 1980s. They compare to where they are today. They see income and wealth relative to the current economic totem pole, not the one from 30 years ago. So maybe you don't have those feelings, but unfortunately, many of our neighbors do. Many of your neighbors do. What's funny about this, though, is one of the very first quotes from uh, Ludwig von Mises that impacted me early on when I started reading his books was the one where he says that it is common with narrow-minded people to reflect upon every respect in which other people differ from themselves. I think that is that says it all about human nature and action on a daily basis. Now, back to the macroeconomic viewpoint um you know, you can take a look at Africa and also Asia. Many, many people in Africa and some parts of Asia and in the slums of Latin America even, they would see the lives we call poor in the U.S. as vastly superior to their own. That is not who the bottom 20, 40, 60% of the U.S. income strata are comparing their lives to, though. It is simply human nature that we compare ourselves to those who have more and to want more for ourselves. So with automation, will automation improve our socioeconomic situation for many years to come? I have my doubts about that particular thing. But will the lives of the lower 60% be significantly better than they are today in the years to come? Absolutely. They will have improved health care, improved health spans. I mean, life expectancy has never been as great as it has been today. Uh, the f cost of food are going to be lower. Uh, it's going to be far more access to services, but the relative differences will be even greater between the top and the bottom. So unless we somehow figure out how to help people deal with their stress and better manage the perception of differences, this is in incomes and outcomes, I think we're going to see increasing tension and fragmentation in our society. Okay, that's it for this week's episode of the Maturity Curve podcast. My name is Fernando Nikolic. You can follow me on Twitter at FerNikolic. Uh, subscribe and like this podcast on Spotify. And tell your friends. Share it, like it, comment it. And uh, hopefully it's of value to you. Apart from that, see you next time.